Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We're streaming live on YouTube. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Look, I'm not, I'm not excited that we have a vacancy, but I'm excited that it's over with. Dan Quinn is out, takes the job in Washington, and he might be taking somebody with him. We'll talk about that, of course, man. It's about turning the page, though. Who is going to replace Dan Quinn? I've got some guys. I got outside candidates, an updated list. We'll get to that. We did a show on this a few weeks ago, and I've updated that list a little bit, a little bit. We'll get to the rumors and the reports about who might possibly be taking over for Dan Quinn or who's getting interviews and whatnot. Um, We'll also have Patrick Nosey Walker joining us to give us the inside scoop down there in the building on what they may be thinking, what he's hearing down there. But uh, the Cowboys should be fast moving on this situation, as I said yesterday, right? As I said yesterday. But before we get into it all, let's go to Bomb Squad. We y'all can call into the show 351-999-3787, likely after Pat uh joins us, which will be at the top of the hour. All right, first off, first off, because oh, no roundup. We're getting straight into this thing because we, we need to figure out what the Cowboys will be doing next. First off, we, we have to salute, hat tip, whatever you want to call it, to Dan Quinn's tenure era, whatever you want to call it here down in Dallas. 100%. He took over a defense that was historically bad, not just for the Cowboys, but NFL history. And he had a pretty good turnaround. He did some good things here with the Cowboys. But he also had some flaws, right? Like, nobody's perfect. He had some flaws. And those flaws, I think, came to a head in the playoffs, right? And really, even before that, we started to see them really come out during the season and i saw somebody on twitter mention something like oh well just two weeks ago you guys wanted to not if you've really been paying attention to people really watching studying understanding what's happening with the cowboys defense most of us were like i think this thing might have hit hit the ceiling i think it might have hit its ceiling unless he turned a lot of things around a following gear from what he what he had been doing but he never really quite, in my opinion, adapted over these three years. Again, did some amazing things turning around a porous defense. But one of the things he could not seem to figure out was this. And, and he's not alone. 
right? Like, he's not alone. There was too many times, I think, he got out coached by some bright offensive minds, right? When I take a step back and you look at this thing holistically, we're not necessarily the, the intricacies of the defense to, hey, linebacker, defensive tie, like those t- big nickel. We know those things were issues for sure. But just take a step back. He could never quite figure out this damn Shanahan tree. This is Dan Quinn's defense against the Shanahan tree. And the higher they are in the percentile, the worse off they were. But to me, it wasn't just the Shanahan tree. I I said this during the season. It seemed like if you had a pretty bright offensive mind, kind of struggled against it a bit. Now, he had some success. McVay this year, I think, against Ben Johnson. He had some success against them till the end. Uh, But a lot of the times, this is kind of what we were seeing against this tree. Another thing that popped up with Dan Quinn was, hey, for the first three years, his only three years, I mean, in Dallas, one of the best turnover teams ever, right? First team to lead the league in back-to-back years and turnover since the steel curtain defense. This year, not leading the league, but I think it still was top 10. But here's the problem. You get to the playoffs, and for whatever reason, that disappears. Now, this also predates Dan Quinn. I've talked to you guys about this before. For whatever reason, the Cowboys do not take that turnover merchant defense and bring it into the playoffs. Uh, They had two turnovers total, the defense, that is. Two turnovers total in four games in the playoffs under Dan Quinn. I don't know why, but it, it just never followed suit. I don't got the answer, Sway. I don't. So, yes, Dan Quinn, appreciate you for what you did. Turned around a historically bad defense. I just think, like anything, it sounded like Coach, Coach McCarthy, just like anything else. It had a shelf life. Dan Quinn had a shelf life, y'all. And the Cowboys, it was, it was time, you know? This ain't the first time this has happened in Dallas when it comes to these coordinators. And that brings me to the candidates, which also brings me to my Hattie B's hot take before we get to the outside candidates. My hot take is more so about mostly the in-house candidate. And here's my hot take, Cowboys Nation. Joe Witt Jr. would be the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator if it were up to Mike McCarthy. But I don't think It's up to Mike McCarthy. And if he does get the gig here in Dallas, I think it's going to take Big Mike going to Jerry and Steven and persuading them. Yeah. Now, we know Joe Witt worked with Mike McCarthy for 11 years in Green Bay, worked with him now for three years or four years, I'm sorry. No, three years, three years in Dallas. So he's been with them for about 14 years. Very close to Mike. We know Joe Witt wants to be a defensive coordinator. Has yet had a chance to be one, but he wants to be a defensive coordinator. And I've said to you guys, even dating back to last year, I feel like this is the next guy up in-house. I know Al Harris is a a popular candidate as well, and, and maybe deservingly so if he wants to be a defensive coordinator. I don't know that he wants to be one. But in Dallas... He's going to need backing from Mike McCarthy. And here's why. We're hearing names like 
Mike Zimmer pop up. Ron Rivera, he's on his way in for an interview. And one thing we know about the Joneses, they have openly admitted young coaches that are on the sticks, if they're not handpicked by them, they are not interested. What do you mean by that? Young coaches, whether they're calling the offensive plays, whether they're they're calling the defensive plays, or whether they are head coaches, if they are not handpicked by the Joneses, they want nothing to do with them. Jason Garrett, Kellen Moore, right? Those are their guys. They're going to give them every shot to succeed because they handpicked them and they got to see this through. But outside of that, whether it's head coach, whether it's coordinator, they want experience, y'all. Here are the defensive coordinators in the last 15 years under Jerry and Steven. 2011, Rob Ryan. Well, we know he was experienced. 2013, Sleepy Monty. Y'all, if you've been around for the four years, you know how I feel about Monty up in that booth falling asleep. Monty Kiffin took over the defense for a year. 2014, handed it over to Rod Marinelli. Old Rod. 2018, they hired Chris Richard, former defensive coordinator in Seattle. And I have him there in quotations because if you guys remember, if you were around then, Richard and Marinelli were kind of back and forth tug of war on who's running the defense. It was it was too many chefs in the kitchen. You, you technically didn't have a real DC. You had Rod as the run game coordinator. You had Richard as a passing game coordinator. It was a mess. 2020, Mike Nolan. You know about Mike Nolan. That didn't last long. And then finally in 2021, Dan Quinn. The last time the Joneses hired a defensive coordinator without any experience, 2007. Brian Stewart was the D.C. by name, but Wade Phillips really ran that defense. And after two seasons, they can Stewart. So I think what's happening right now, Cowboys Nation, is that Joe Witt Jr. is waiting to see what the Cowboys want to do. Because according to some reports... Hey, Joe's the defensive coordinator over there in Washington already. Now, let's remember the rules here. Joe Witt's under contract. The only way he can leave is with a promotion or if the Cowboys allow him out of it, which I doubt they would unless he's promoted. They can't stop that. And if I had to guess, Dan has already offered him that D.C. job. However, according to other reports, that's not a done deal. Because Joe Witt actually wants to stay in Dallas as well. According to Clarence Hill, obviously has a deep ties to McCarthy, but also Dan Quinn. So I'm thinking Joe Witt is waiting to see what the Cowboys do. And if the Cowboys say, no, thank you, Joe, we want to go with an experienced defensive coordinator, a la Ron Rivera or Mike Zimmer, he will take the job. In Washington. 
But Joe was openly said one of his dream jobs is to be the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. And I know a lot of people say, I don't want to keep over a holdover of Dan Quinn. I don't personally think Joe Witt and Dan Quinn would be the same person. Mm -mm. I do not. But if they decide to go with the route that they usually go, Ron Rivera and Mike Zimmer seem to be the names popping up. I know there's the variables out there and there's things like that. Ron Rivera is already coming in for an interview. If it were up to me between these two, I don't even think it's particularly close here. I'd be I'd hire Mike Zimmer before I'd hire Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera has not called defensive plays in about 15 years. He really hasn't overseen a defense for about 15 years. He's been a head coach this whole time. Sean McDermott ran his defense in Carolina. Jack Del Rio ran his defense in Washington. Mike Zimmer. Been calling plays and running defenses for a long time in this league. So if they're going to go with these old guys, one of these two, it's easily Mike Zimmer, in my opinion, Cowboys Nation. And that's my hot take presented by Hattie B's. No conversation about the best Nashville-style hot chicken is complete without a serious mention of Hattie B's hot chicken. It's Friday. If you don't feel like cooking, you're in the DFW area. You can head down to the new location in Deep Ellum. Get you a freshly made Hattie B's hot chicken sandwich. Get one of their amazing sauces that they have, the spices that they have. Or if you want to order, hit them up at HattieBees.com. And make sure y'all do me a favor. Hit in that A to Z Dallas access code. Or if you want to go further, Nominate your favorite teacher, man. With your help, we want to give thanks to celebrate the amazing teachers around us all and the incredible work that they do. So if you know a great teacher, you can nominate them below. Each month, Hattie B is going to give out a lunch and a gift card up to $100. That's Hattie B's Hot Chicken. Make sure you hit them up. HattieBees.com. One to come out firing. One to come out with some shut the cluck up. Because I'm telling you, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know that they're going to they're going to hire an Al Harris or a Joe Witt uh, without not even I wouldn't even say the blessings without the persuasion of Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Going to need it, man. Going to need it because that's not how the Joneses operate. They're going to want a seasoned guy that's called plays before. I don't know if that's going to be a Mike Vrabel. I don't know if Vrabel wants to drop down to BDC. I don't know. Um, let's not even think about Bill Belichick. Let's not do that. So I think it'll be, it'll be someone that's done it before. Um, and I got candidates later, but we'll talk to Pat about more prior to me getting to those candidates that we'll talk about. Obviously we'll open up the lines and talk to y'all too. I do got B bird in here, but we could talk for a little bit B bird. Uh, but I got Pat coming in in a few minutes, but good morning, brother. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, and it's good because I'm doing good because mine is real quick, man. I'm going to ask you a question. How and I got to an answer for it after this. Uh, sure. How much of the lame duck, lame duck uh, situation with McCarthy? Do you think that affects us uh, attracting a defense coordinator? At this point, I don't. I, I don't know anymore. Everybody's hired, right? Like, like everybody yeah. seems to seems to be hired. 
uh, all the coaches, ex- even Washington, that's the last one, right? Like everybody else that's been hired, they have their guys. So at this point, I think most people would just say, hey, I'll take the job because I don't have a job. Or I'm a DB yeah. coach somewhere else. I get a promotion. So I think they wouldn't turn that down unless they just don't believe in what's happening over here with the Cowboys or they don't want to work for the Joneses. So part, part yes, like when this whole process started, now I'm kind of leaning towards I – if somebody gets offered a job, bro, they just gonna they gonna take this job. Yeah, and so the reason why I asked that is because Coach Mar brought up something the other day that I and shout out to him. He said that uh, Mike McGarthy's contract is around four four million dollars, and I wondered why the Joneses just wouldn't extend him, with, you know, for more than that. And then uh, with the with the premise that this guy signed long term, but if he doesn't work out this year, they doesn't eat that money. It ain't got nothing to do with cap. You're a billion dollar organization. Oh, brother. Like, why would they don't want to you know, eat? They don't want to eat that money. If, if if they wanted to eat the money, they would have fired him. Yeah, you know, I think there's something to that. I think somebody brought this up before. Like, if you fire a coach, you still have to pay that coach. Yeah. When's the last time they fired a coach? Wade Phillips. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. And my last thing, and I'll let you go because I know Pat's coming on. Whoever I don't, who do you think? Because I think the the, the defense went down because of linebackers, but people blaming defensive ends, linebacker coaches, but whoever decided that, hey, no, we can we can go with Bell and we can, you know what I'm saying? Whoever made that decision, it's, it's yeah. a culprit. And I don't know who, do you have any idea, and I'm going to get off uh, the phone and listen, do you have any idea who made that decision to go with just those amount of linebackers or will we ever even know? And I'm going to listen offline, bro. Appreciate you, B-Bert. I would say Dan. Dan Quinn, if you go back, uh, again, we got we got a lot of new viewers, but if you go back uh, last year, when Marquise Bell was was signed by the Cowboys, he did a impromptu interview out there at rookie minicamp, and the very first thing he said about Marquise Bell was, "Yeah, you know, we actually had him work out at linebacker." And then when the situation happened with. Uh, not LVE, but DeMarvion Overshone, he was the first guy that he thought of. So I think this was a Dan Quinn thing. And then you can go back even further. The very One of the very first things Dan Quinn did in 2021 was sign Keanu Neal and moved him to linebacker. So it's very clear that, you know, that is something that DQ wanted to do. Got a shot over that. With that said, man, let's get a little bit more insight on this whole Dan Quinn and filling the defensive coordinator position with our guy Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com in this week's edition of The Scientific Method. Good morning, good brother. What is the good word, my brother? Hey, man, all I can say is you you are a prophet. You knew exactly what... How to handle this whole thing? You say, hey, just, just, just wait. Give me a day, man. I got something for you. Give me a day, and then boom, news drops. I, we get you in here. No, nah, that was uh, that's that's the feeling that was going on when I woke up yesterday morning. As far as um, I know, last week, um, we had talked on Wednesday evening, mm-hmm. something to that effect, and we were talking about potentially pushing the show to Friday, which we ended up doing for different reasons, but. One of the reasons we were going to do it, push it to Friday last week, was because you wanted to kind of hold out on that last Thursday to see if that news would drop in. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Then I was like, yeah, I don't see that dropping yet. So then yesterday morning, 
uh, when I woke up, I did my normal, you know, made my normal rounds, sent my normal text messages. I'm like, so what, what are we looking like for the day? Is it, is it looking like it's coming down? Uh, and I got two replies that were, that basically said similar things um, to the effect of, yeah, it's looking like today. So that's when I sent you a text. I was like, yeah, we might want to hold off until tomorrow on this one. Um, and kaboom, here we are, kaboom. Dan Quinn, head coach of the Washington Commanders. Kaboom. Um, before before we move on to, to you know, candidates and whatnot, what, what is kind of the domino effect uh, inside the building not just with coaches, but with personnel, because like you know, every coordinator is different. I feel like that could be one of the underlying things many people aren't talking about. Is this kind of happened a little bit later in the process? So you know, you got guys down there at Senior Bowl looking at players. You got boards that you're putting together based off of your coaches. Is is, is it too early to kind of tell if it's going to have a, a major domino effect? Given that we don't even know who the next DC is going to be. Uh, it's not too early to discuss the possible domino effect. Uh, I'll say that because I discussed it uh, in um, a piece that I wrote yesterday in a column I wrote yesterday talking about the fallout of Dan Quinn leaving because it's not necessarily just the fact that, that he departed, which was always a possibility. It's the timing, like you said, in which it happened, kind of put the Cowboys behind the eight ball. And I, I get it, you know, out of respect uh, and for his value with the organization. They gave him grace to kind of let the situation play out. But it's also true that in doing that, you kind of took yourself out of the running for some of these other other candidates yeah. that have already either been hired in the coaching cycle or decided to stay put in this year's coaching cycle. So now here you are. It's the beginning of February. Um, Senior Bowl uh, is this week. Shrine Bowl was last night. Uh, and then you saw – and this is a perfect example of what we're talking about uh, still. You saw last week or late last week who was at Senior Bowl – I'm sorry, who was at Shrine Bowl – or Shrine Game practices. Dan Quinn. Next to Will McClay – and Cowboys merch. You see what I mean? So now you're talking about going from that to instantly trying to pivot to, okay, who's the new defensive coordinator with Senior Bowl already underway? Combine is coming up. It's speeding toward us. Uh, the NFL draft, free agency is right after the, the Combine. So, I mean, they're kind of up against the clock right now. So uh, the length which it took Quinn's decision to be made certainly did not do the Cowboys any favors. They're going to have to really try to call some audibles here. I mean, obviously, and plus an additional part of the fallout is, guess what? They don't know if they're going to have Joe Witt around. They don't know if they're mm-hmm. going to have Al Harris around. Um, so if you do, does Joe Witt get the nod? That would be, you know, ideal for them. It would also save time. It would keep some continuity in the locker room as well. But if you lose Joe Witt, then you look to Al Harris. But Al Harris has already said, if Dan Quinn – sends me the hey big head text from Washington or anywhere on the planet, I'm heading out. So where do you go from there? So it kind of puts them up against the eight ball as it stands. Yeah, yeah. Let's kind of talk about that 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 in house uh, situation because I mean I know I know it doesn't take too long, but I get it. You need to obviously do your due diligence on uh, hiring your your the, the guy that's filling in for maybe a DC or an OC. But but Joe Witt to me seems like the the front runner that makes the most sense because he's worked with Mike McCarthy and Al Harris seems to be the popular take. Obviously Trayvon Diggs wants Al Harris, uh, but to me it doesn't feel like Al is, is looking to be a defensive coordinator. When, when a coordinator comes out and says, Hey, I'll follow my coordinator. That doesn't sound like he's ready to be one. And when the <laughs> other guy says, I've been ready to be a defensive coordinator for a long time. I'm just waiting for the right opportunity. It feels more to me like wits the guy, but I brought this up earlier, Pat. It also reports 
could be Joe is getting the opportunity to potentially be the D.C. in Washington. I'd imagine mm-hmm. if that's the case, he's first trained smoking up out of here to be the D.C., but could could McCarthy be a guy that wants Joe Witt to stick around, and that's why we're seeing kind of this wait-and-see uh, game? Oh, McCarthy absolutely wants Joe Witt to stick around, there you go. both for his, abil- for his abilities as well as for continuity purposes. If you're, you're Mike McCarthy, you're going into a prove-it year, right? You did not earn a contract extension. It's all on the line for you in 2024. Do you, if it were up to you, would you prefer to shake up your entire defensive staff uh, starting that defensive coordinator downward in your proven year? Probably not. I mean, if I were him, I certainly would not. Um, because let's say Joe Witt does depart. Let's say Al Harris doesn't take the D.C. role and or he departs or stays, however that shakes out. Um, you, now you're probably looking at bringing in somebody from the outside. Could that be Ron Rivera, Mike Rabel? Um, Brandon Staley or some of these other names that are possibilities, Mike Zimmer, guess what? Those guys that are going to come in, they're going to look at the, the incumbent staff of assistants and position, position coaches on the defensive side of the ball, and they're going to say, those aren't my guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in my guys. So now you have a complete shakeup, which means you have completely new installs that have to be learned. And we saw when Mike McCarthy took over offensive play calling duties, the installs happened, but it took four, it took four or five weeks for that to actually pop off how long will it take for the defensive side of the ball to pop off with new installs so what if it takes half a season for them to hit stride well that's half of the season that McCarthy doesn't have to waste or spare because he's only here for one more season if he doesn't earn a contract extension with a deep playoff run so to answer your question McCarthy wants some continuity on that side of the ball Joe Witt is certainly deserving uh to your point doesn't sound like Al Harris necessarily um, is thinking, I'm not going to say he's not ready, I believe he's ready, but it goes to thought process. I don't know that he's thinking about the D.C. role right now, but you put the right bag in front of him, and maybe, <laughs> yeah. he, re, he, maybe he thinks about it again. But I'll throw a dark horse in there as well, Aiden Dirty, defensive line coach. Um, I think that as far as inside candidates go, you have Joe Witt as the front runner, Al Harris as the, the second guy that you'd be looking at, but don't discount what Aiden Dirty could probably bring you in that capacity. And he's also gotten some interest in some interviews this offseason as well. So he might be ready for that step up also. Actually, I kind of want to get in, get more into the Aiden Dirty. I think that's a great dark horse uh, name because obviously they love that guy in that building. And what people don't really, I think, understand is that Dan is is a defensive lines coach in real life. Like that's what, right. he, what he was. That's how he got his name. And that's who he works with. Aiden Dirty was his is his right hand man, and he's also obviously yep. the defensive lines coach. So you know we talk about the trenches being extremely important. I wonder if if keeping a guy around that has you know been working with these guys for the last three four years or what have you is is important to Mike as well. And maybe if if Al goes or if Wit goes, he could be the in house guy if they go that route. So that's a good name to bring up to me. Yeah, I love what Aiden Dirty would bring to the position and. For those that don't necessarily understand because they're outside of the building, let me tell you, when it comes to Aiden Dirty, he gets the he's the same uh, level of adoration and love as a guy like Al Harris, as a guy like Dan Quinn. I put out an example yesterday that no one had talked about, and I wasn't going to talk about it because some things aren't to be talked about. But when I was posed the question, is Aiden Dirty as beloved as like an Al Harris? And I put that situation now or the example of after the Packers lost, I'm walking around the locker room. Obviously, everybody's dejected and everything. And, and there's Osa sitting at his locker just kind of blankly staring into the carpet. And he's, you know, tears are forming in his eyes and starting to fall. In walks Aiden Dirty, 
eyes full of tears as well, sits down, consoles Osa for all of half an hour. They just mm. sit there talking, kind of leaning on each other and sharing tears. And, and that's the kind of relationships that Aiden Dirty has built, not only with his defensive line group, but with linebackers and with the secondary group. So excellent point that you make as far as Dan Quinn getting his start as a defensive line coach. Same would be with Aiden Dirty, and he is also a player's coach. He is well-loved, uh, very, very skilled. Talk about breakout seasons from guys like Oso Digizua. Talk about helping Dan Quinn uh, reform the culture uh, in the front office as far as getting Jonathan Hankins and, and showing them the value of nose tackles, something that wasn't present before the Aiden yeah. Dirty and Dan Quinn years. And maybe Aiden Dirty also has a, a slightly different outlook than Dan Quinn on, you know, uh, archetypal and stereotypical linebackers. So maybe you end up in an Aiden Dirty situation getting those bigger linebackers that you need. So, again, dark horse that not enough people are talking about, but I want to throw that name out there. We got Patrick Nosey Walker, DallasCowboys.com with us. Pat, something else I brought up earlier was if the Cowboys were to hire a guy like Al Harris or Dirty or – Joe Witt Jr., it would be a complete 180 from what they've done under Jerry Jones, the Jones era for the last 15 years, and that's hire a first-time defensive coordinator. You know, since Wade Phillips was here, uh, you know, it's been since then, since they hired a defensive coordinator that hasn't called plays before. You date all the way back to Rob Ryan, Monty Kiffin, Rob Marinelli, uh, Chris Richard and Marinelli worked together, then Nolan and then obviously Dan Quinn as the latest it feels to me like if you're talking about all in as coach or as coach, exactly. as Jerry Jones said, when it comes to the all in, it feels like that was funny. <laughs> Freudian slip. Just saying, just saying, man. I do that a lot. With okay, him. all right, hey, all right. It, it, it feels like they, Jerry. I'm gonna just say that Jerry and Steven feel very hesitant every single time an opening comes up in this regard to hire a first time guy unless it's their hand picked guy. So if they're not going to go with one of these first-time guys, can you give us some some uh, other names? I know you mentioned them briefly, but can you go in depth a little bit on some other potential candidates that have called plays, that have that experience? Yeah, I mean, now you're, you're talking outside of the building, and, of course, um, any of these names are going to have a, a plus and minus next to it. Um, Ron Rivera, for example. I'm not completely out on Ron Rivera. Um, not that I'm completely in on him either, but – uh, as a head coach, I'm out on him. But guess what? You're not hiring him as a head coach. You'd be hiring him as a defensive coordinator, something that he, he did well at uh, on in several points over the course of his uh, NFL coaching career. Go back and look at some of those numbers he did with the Chargers, uh, and he had a top 10, top 5 defense as a coordinator. So that's an option. Uh, and I'm told that uh, they are expecting to interview with Ron Rivera. So there's a name. Mike Vrabel, I was completely out, and I, this was on the record. I was completely out on Mike Vrabel as a head coaching option. But I am completely in on Mike Vrabel as a defensive coordinator option because if you're talking about toughness, you're talking about a guy who knows how to coordinate a defense, um, who will help reinstill some of that added physicality that could, you know, help you match up with teams like the San Francisco 49ers or some of the uh, AFC teams like the Baltimore Ravens as far as toughness goes. There's Mike Vrabel because guess what conference he's coming from, the AFC, and guess who he had to play against a lot, Harbaugh and the Ravens and those types of teams. So I'm in on Harbaugh. Uh, Brandon Staley, he's a name that I've seen thrown out there. Not really in on Brandon Staley. Yes, he's a he's more of the uh, the young-sided, young-minded guy, I should yeah. say, as far as age goes in this, this spectrum. 
Um, but I, I didn't see much that impressed me from Brandon Staley. I think that his time with the Rams, he kind of wrote McVay's coattails more than, than not. So, uh, But it's a name that's out there. I want to go ahead and just, for everyone that's listening, let's just go ahead and draw a glowing red line straight through Bill Belichick because it's not <laughs> happening. Okay? Bill Belichick is not, is not cutting money on the table. Anything's possible, yes, but money on the table, Bill, Bill Belichick is not going to downgrade to be anybody's defensive coordinator because he does not have to. He can simply wait out this next season, and he'll be somebody's head coach next year. Vrabel can't say the same. Staley can't say the same. Rivera can't say the same. These are guys that need to rebuild their brand, and they can do it the same way Dan Quinn did it, which is you come to, a, come to the most visible team in the NFL and in all of sports, you make this defense what it needs to be, possibly a championship contender, and then in two to three years, you're back in a head coaching seat somewhere. So those are some of the names, and then there'll be a dark horse here or there. Maybe right. they uh, reach out and interview someone else's defensive line coach, someone else's secondaries coach. But those are the names outside the building to kind of keep an eye on. Last one here, uh, Pat. So no matter who gets hired, uh, no matter what kind of defense they run, whatever, what are some some of the things or something, maybe a main thing you're looking for with the new defensive coordinator that comes in here or the guy that might already be here in the locker room? What is something that you want them to emphasize for the 2024 season? Well, first of all, I want them to give Mozzie Smith some chicken. And, uh, <laughs> they sent him down to Hattie B's, bro. Yeah, yeah. Give him what, uh, what, what I got Vought say, give him some peanut butter. Like, give him some there's something. Like, get his weight back up. So that's first yeah. and foremost. But all jokes aside, that was only half a joke. I was also half serious. Show me, show me how you feel about your linebackers. Mm-hmm. The, the, the beauty of the Dan Quinn era was that he successfully convinced the Cowboys, Dan Quinn, Joe Witt, Al Harris, that's, those are your secondary guys, uh, as far as secondary coaching and then your defensive coordinator. They successfully um, turned the coach around at the safety position. Okay, They successfully, with Aiden Dirty, turned the uh, corner with the front office and how they view nose tackle after all these years. Yeah. Right, But now there's this glaring hole in the middle where it's like, yeah, you have Damone Clark. He's really, truly the only stereotypical as far as size goes linebacker that you have on the roster. Marquise Bell did well in a flex capacity, but we've seen he can get washed out when those interior guards get to the second level and things like that. you got to show me that you value the linebacker position to the point where if you get a third crack at a guy like Bobby Wagner, he needs to be in a Cowboys uniform. Um, when you're looking at it from the draft aspect, you know, I'm one of the people who will get in the draft talk down the road, but I want to see offensive line attacked first. But maybe, you know, late day two or something like that, maybe you start looking at linebacker as well to try to get uh, a actual diehard guy who can get in here and help Damone Clark multiple. because we don't know what happens. Yeah, multiple, because we don't know what happens with LVE from this point forward. Uh, and even if you do get LVE back, you cannot guarantee that he stays on the field. So attack linebacker position if you're the defensive coordinator. Get Mozzie um, some buckets of peanut butter, get his weight back up. Resign Jonathan Hankins. Um, and you're going to have to address the safety position as well, not from the aspect of Malik Hooker and um, and Donald, but J. Ron Curse. Maybe it's the Wanye Thomas show over yeah. J. Ron Curse next year because maybe Curse goes to Washington with Dan Quinn. Who knows? how it all shakes out. But that's that's really the main thing for me is you got to show up this linebacker core. Your secondary looks good if you keep Gilmore with De'Ron Bland, Jordan in rotation, Diggs coming back. Uh, safeties look good for the most part. Defensive line absent the Mozzie Smith equation looks good. Osa is ready to start, you know, getting 
um, some real, real, real global recognition. I'm, I'm staring at linebacker. Like, I can't shake yeah. the fact that you have a, a big hole right there that needs to be filled. Uh, to use draft oh. terms, it's a, a <laughs> it's a blinking red. <laughs> I can't even get it out now. <laughs> it's a blinking red light <laughs> is what they say, you know, around draft time. Yeah. It's, it's definitely linebacker 100%, man. Hey, Pat, appreciate you, man, joining us this week. And I'm glad that we waited because we got a lot of good nuggets here in regards to this defensive staff. Uh, you, you, you enjoy your weekend, brother. Oh, 100%. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, dude. That's it, man. That's Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com. Giving us some science, some of his opinions on what the Cowboys should do or who they're looking at, uh, potential names. And we're going to keep that conversation going on some guys that I – now, we brought up a few names last, or two weeks ago. One of those names are gone. They're out. They are hired elsewhere, <clears throat> so I replaced them. And to be completely honest, the other name that is on that list, it didn't dawn on me that – I mean, it dawned on me because I brought it up, but he, he would have to be let go by his team, and I don't think that that would be the case. Um, so I'll probably just skip over him. But if you guys got some names or – what what have you, and you want to discuss them, you can. 3519993787 is a calling line. Let's jump into some of the candidates that we discussed a few weeks ago. But I want to start with the guy that I replaced. Yeah. Denard Wilson was one of my top guys, and he's no longer available. So I replaced him with a Belichick. But not Bill. Not Bill Belichick, Steve Belichick, who has been calling plays for his dad over there in New England for the last like two or three seasons or what have you. And they, they've had some good defenses. I mean, look, he's a he's a def, one of the best defensive coaches in the game. Son grew up obviously around the game, grew up in the game, grew up learning the game and calling the defenses. So I replaced Denard with Steve who is out of a job right now because they hired a new coach and they elected to go, uh, Gerard Mayo elected to go with someone else. So he's out there. So I put him on here. Uh, he comes from a defense that is multiple. Uh, he comes from a defense that has done three, four things, four, three things, bare front things, all types of different a defense that disguises. Somebody's going to get Steve Belichick on their staff and he's going to be somebody's defensive coordinator. And, and at some point, like all these defensive coordinators, then he'll be up for head coaching jobs later down the line. I think Steve Belichick add him to the list. I don't know if he want to come to Dallas, but Jerry likes Bill. Could he be planting the seeds for next? Week? Nah, I ain't gonna go there. But I do like the, the names of Steve Belichick being put on there. Um, Jeff Ulbrich is the one I was talking about. He would have to he he would have to be let go by the Jets. And when I brought him up a few year uh, a few weeks ago, my sentiment was there's a bit of a mess going on down there in New York. If he were to if he were to ask for his release, I think they would. But, yeah, I mean, he's got security still under contract. He's doing some good things with the Jets. They like him down there. He wants to be a head coach. So he's one of those guys where I don't think coming to Dallas on a lame duck year would hurt him, especially if he elevates the defense because now he's got the, you know, he's in the building. One foot's in the door to potentially be a head coach if they if they were to go that route. Leslie Frazier, though. I don't think Leslie Frazier, like everybody's talking about these two older gentlemen, Ron Rivera, Mike Zimmer. 
But to me, Leslie Frazier lapsed them in regards to older defensive coordinators that I would want. Of the three, I'd rank it Fraser, Frazier, Zimmer, Ron Rivera. Frazier's only one year removed from the game. One. And he did that. He didn't get fired. He didn't get let go. He said, you know, things, the way things ended last year uh, for, for them, he, you know, the whole DeMar Hamlet thing. He actually spoke about this not too long ago. He said, I need to take a step back. I'm, I want to come back and I want to coach in 2024. Remember, on his way out of Buffalo, the last three years, he led a top five Bills defense. Mm-hmm. The last two years, they were first and second DVOA. And if you're looking for a defensive coordinator that's big on disguises, Frazier's your guy. If you're looking for a defensive coordinator that's big on linebackers, Zimmer's your guy too. I'm not saying that Frazier ignores linebackers. I'm just saying Mike Zimmer, he is huge. When it comes to backers, you absolutely need linebackers to run his defense. But I think Mike uh, Leslie Frazier is 100% a legitimate candidate if you're looking for an established defensive coordinator in this league. He's been calling plays for a long, long time. He's been around for a long time. And I don't think he'd have a problem taking a one, you know, a, a, a lame duck season. I don't think that would be an issue for Leslie Frazier. Uh, it, now, the, the risk you take with any of these dudes is got to overhaul the whole entire staff for one season. That can be tough. Or you maybe you have to say, Hey, we don't have time to overall the whole staff, so you got to keep certain guys. And that's why I think the Cowboys are in a weird situation with it. And then finally, old Wink. Wink is not liked by a lot of people, uh, Cowboy fans, especially because what we've done to Wink Martindale's defense, uh, Martindale's defense this year, not, la- not in 2022, not in 2022. People forget. It, it, it was some tough sledding. Against Martindale's defense, whether it was Cooper Rush or whether it was Dak, it wasn't as easy as it was this last season. But I, I respect Wink. I'm a fan of Wink. Uh, he is ultra aggressive. Uh, he, I, you, you need. Here's the thing with Wink, though. You have to have the talent at corner, or you're going to get burnt. You got to have the talent in the defensive secondary too, or DBs. Period. Or you're going to get burnt. 2022, he had some decent guys. 2023, not the case. In Dallas. He'd have those guys, right? Uh, whether you bring back Gilmore or not, you still got Diggs and you got uh, Deron Bland. I think your safeties, I think, it will, it will technically improve when J-Ron is gone. If they insert uh, Thomas, I, I personally think that'll improve. I think Wink would be one year, y'all. Wink Martindale, blitz guy, disguise. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe it's because, like I told y'all before, when Wink got hired with, with the Giants. I'm a fan of Wink. Been a fan of his game since in Baltimore. He put together some of the best defenses in Baltimore. Had the talent, right? You give Wink the talent. I think you give Wink a Micah and the Diggs and a Deron Bland. You know, revamped that linebacker room. He took a guy like uh, Dexter Lawrence, who a lot of people was like, "Hey, Dex, you're going into year four, bruh." Mm, not not really looking all that great. And then boom, All Pro back to back years. Um, I think Wink would Wink would be fun. I think he he'd 100% be a positive for you, but how much I don't know. He's a wild guy, man. That's a wild boy. I said a lot about Wink. He's a wild boy, but 
yeah, any of these four guys, Wink, Steve Belichick, I mean, we could take Albrecht off. He didn't get let go. But Wink, Steve Belichick, and Leslie Frazier are all available if they look outside. If they want to remain in-house, it's Joe Witt and it's Al Harris, I believe. But good name drop uh, by Pat for Aiden Durday. Aiden Durday definitely is, is a dark horse, I think, because he's liked in that locker room. He coaches the D-line. We know they do a lot of a lot of things with that D-line. Um, and, and like you said, you know, when he got here with with uh, Coach Quinn, they emphasized trying to get bigger on the inside. They were never doing that. Now, it hasn't worked out yet uh, besides Hankins, but they emphasized it. So we'll see if they continue to do that moving forward. All right, let's jump into the phone lines. We had 214 waiting on the horn. What's goody? How you doing, Scott? All right. Man, I'm just trying to figure out what, what I need to ask questions for. Uh, it's all good. So, so your honest uh, opinion, who who would you think should be the next defensive coordinator in your eyes, like overall, in-house or outside? It doesn't matter. I don't really have one particular name. I just gave you a bunch I'd be cool with. Uh, Steve, right. I'm dead serious when I, you know, Wink, Steve, and Frazier, I, I'd be in on these guys be, for all different reasons. Steve Belichick, you know, you know he comes from uh, his, his father, obviously, who runs a multiple type of defense, and, and he's done some good things. He's called plays, so it's not – wouldn't be new. Uh, I think Leslie Frazier will come in here, and given the talent that you already have, I think he'd elevate it. Uh, y'all know, I just gave you a whole spiel on Wink. There are some other outside okay. names, you know, like Brandon Staley – Ah, I, I get it. I get it, man. He's younger. He, he you know, he's the, the innovator in the sense of a, the smart guy. I just don't know. I feel like Brandon Staley got to build himself back up. Uh, right. If you're going to give me one of those old dudes out of Rivera and Zimmer, I, I'd take Zim. But the guy yeah. I wanted, he's already been hired by the Titans who are putting together a staff. Bill Callahan just went there. Um, oh, I wanted Denard Wilson, uh, but but he's off the market. Yeah, but 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 we need somebody that's not afraid to hold the players accountable, and we need somebody that's not afraid to hold the Jones family um, accountable. Somebody who's not going to kiss their butt. Somebody who's going to demand. Well, you're looking for a head coach to to do the latter. Your defensive coordinator, they don't really, you know, the Joneses give the defensive coordinator all all the say in the world. So I don't I don't really think. You're, you're, there's no defensive coordinator that can go into the Jones' office and, and demand much of anything. The head coach is going to be the have to be the one that stands up to them, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, uh, okay. So that that'd be my next question. You think Mike McCarthy going to have the courage to stand up to the Jones family since this will be his final year? Oh, bro, my, like I thought they should have moved on from Mike. I agree. Yeah, they should have moved on from because be, because of how. You couldn't. You can't come out like that in the playoffs. And then when you go back and look at his history, this is a reoccurring no. theme all the way back to the the end of his days in Green Bay. And and that's just three years in a row we come out slowly. Can't do that, man. So I'd have moved on. From yeah, that. he should have been fired. He should have been fired immediately after the game. But it shows how soft that they are because if because Jerry knew Jerry knew bringing him back would have would have really made the. The fans angry. They knew we wanted him gone. We wanted him gone. We needed somebody new and somebody 
I know he don't. I know he don't, and it's and it's proven that he don't. So it's just it's just really frustrating that he there's nobody. I mean, like I said, they go keep running the team the way they want to run the team. It's just it's just us Cowboys fans. We just keep being foolish and keep supporting them, keep supporting the team, and they keep giving us you know non results. I mean, we just want to win. That's all we that's all we want, and we deserve. To win, we deserve to be on that stage. I ain't preach to the choir, brother. So you got for yeah, sure. I mean, yes, sir. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think a DC is going to be able to do that. That'll require. And this is why I was saying, you know, I felt like a Jim Harbaugh, man. I mean. But see, the problem is these these coaches not dumb. They 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 have people that that know these Joneses, that know what's going on in this organization, and and guys like Jim wouldn't have been able to do what he needed to do. All right, DC won't be able to do that though. And just to review once again, Joe Witt Jr., Al Harris are the technical in-house candidates. We will see what happens, though, because yesterday reports came out that Joe is expected to follow Dan Quinn over there. And for those who just jumped in here, my thoughts on this, because Clarence Hill didn't report it. It's not a done deal yet. And my thoughts on the Joe Witt situation is that I believe Dan Quinn has offered Joe Witt the defense coordinator job. It's the only way he can leave Dallas because he'd be getting a promotion. But Joe wants to be the defensive coordinator in Dallas. It was one of his dream jobs. That's out of his mouth. So I think he's waiting for the Joneses to make their decision on this. And I personally don't believe they want to hire a first-time guy. So I think it'll take Mike McCarthy going to bat for Joe Witt to be the defensive coordinator here. And if he's not able to persuade them, well, we could be running back into this situation where they're going to get a an experienced defensive coordinator. Not saying they're going to be as bad as Mike Nolan or anything like that, but they will be looking for an experienced defensive coordinator. Yeah. For those who may have missed it, uh, if I still have it in here, let me see. Yeah, here's Joe Witt Jr., I believe, speaking on wanting to be a defensive coordinator in the league. Have you had any head coaching interviews or Not head coaching interviews, no, no. Is that something you would like to do down the road? Yes, okay. yes, no question. Uh, when you see that, that, that path, you have your coordinator, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Another goal for you? I've had coordinator interviews, um, <laughs> interview here, <laughs> but... Uh, I, you know, I'm 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 ready to, to, to call the plays and, and, and I think a lot of people know that. But my dad always told me this, you do the best job with the job that you have and your next opportunity will come. And so I'm not worried about it. Uh, when that time comes, I'm ready. Um, when the time for me to be a head coach comes, I'll be ready. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to do the best job as as secondary coach here at Dallas Cowboys and let us win games and, and cut some of these explosive passes down. That's that's where my focus is right now. And like I mentioned earlier, I think a lot of people 
you know, you see people online say, I, I don't want to, I don't want to buy it that's been, that's been a part of Dan Quinn. I don't want a Dan Quinn's buddy or anything like that. I don't think, I don't think wit is cut from the same cloth as Dan. Y'all remember when, when, uh, it went viral, the pick six with Deron playing, ran it back for like 60 something yards. And Dan is just going crazy. Dan always go crazy. His energy. That's why they love Dan in the league. Everybody loves Dan Quinn. He's going crazy. And Witt is just sitting there like, I mean, he literally was like, not upset, just thinking. And Witt said that, hey, I was thinking about what's next. Because they asked him, I was like, hey, man, why wasn't you all excited? He said, I'm thinking about the next play. I'm thinking about, okay, he ran that back. He's on special teams. We need to get somebody else in here. He's thinking ahead. Also, he comes from Green Bay with Don Capers, and they they ran a completely different defense than Dan Quinn. So, yes, I get he, he was with Dan Quinn for half a season in Atlanta, and if he was if he's offered a defense coordinator job, I don't think he's turning that down because that's what he wants to be. He wants to be a defense coordinator to call his own plays. However, if Dallas offered him the job, I think he'd take it here in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And if you listen to Patrick Nosey Walker, DallasCowboys.com, he said they want him back. I think the day is Mike. Now, maybe Jerry and Steven want him back in the same capacity, but I don't think he's turning down a defensive coordinator job to come back and be a secondary coach for who? who who's going to run the defense? So I think we're going to wait and see approach right now. 727, what's up? Hey, yeah, what's going on, Scott? This old Mr. Amos here, long time no talk to. Oh, Mr. Famous Amos, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. You know, restoring the devastation, but I've seen it coming. But uh, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm in the opinion of this. For a long time, we needed coaches that could make the best out of the talent that the Cowboys had. Mm. We had some incompetent coaches that could not coach the talent that they had. So I think right now we have him McCartney. He does know what he do, the, can make the use best use of his talent. We have an offensive scheme in place because we don't need to go back to another coach and go take Dak and the rest of those guys into a new offense. But um, but fortunately, we have uh, what's the coordinator there already that uh, uh, Sodenheimer. If something were to happen to Mike, if they would replace him next year, that would still be a continuation of the same defense, I mean, same offense what they got going now. What I think that they should do is get a a, a, run, a, a defense coordinator that's going to have tenure there so they can get a system implemented so they can go ahead and draft and build that defense up over time because if we're going to start back with scratch back all over again, then you're going to have to have the players and all those things back all over again to be taught. So that'd be a step back. I like someone like. Um, well, I don't. I'm, I think the flaw in your thought process there is that they, there is no security. Any coach coming in here is, is under is probably coaching under the assumption of one year, unless the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. To be honest, or get to the Super Bowl, because you you can't. Oh yeah, we. Yeah. You, your, your coach is on, under a one year deal. So so the thought process of hey, get a coach in here who can take his time, build his defense up and things like that. I, I, I don't I don't even know if Jerry is going to be, you know, looking for guys to do that. I feel like he's going to be saying, hey, can you come in 
and A, work with the talent we have now and then bring in, yes. you know, middle of the pack free agents and rookies that can come in and get something out of them right now. Because we, we don't have two years, three years to let you build your defense up because our own head coach doesn't even have that. So while that sounds great in theory, if the Cowboys had hired a new coach, which that would be different, right? If you hired a new head coach, now we can kind of, you know, do this thing. But you need to get a defensive coordinator in here right now that can, get, that can come in and give you results with what you got and results with the, the mediocre, I shouldn't say mediocre, with the middle-tier free agents you're going to get, because let's just be honest, and with the rookies that they're going to be drafting, unfortunately, because your, your coach is on a lame-duck season. I, I agree with you because I think that Zimmer would be a perfect fit for that type of situation because Zimmer can work with the players <laughs> and that scheme, what they have right now. And because uh, Jerry's the type of guy that, you know, he'll hire a coach, and, this, and the rest of the staff have to just work around it. You know, so with this what you got, you just micromanage this team and things like that. You just be basically an overseer based on this reputation because they'll hire a coach and they'll hire the offense coordinator and hire defense coordinator, you know, and they say, y'all work with that. So basically, I'm kind of lukewarm on Rivera, but uh, yeah, yeah like I'm not Frazier. interested really. I can't, I can't, you know. <laughs> but I think Frazier and, and Zimmer can work what they got because mm-hmm. six of it, Zim ain't scared to blitz nobody. And what a lot of things that you know we had coordinators over the years, you know, like someone like Spags, you're not gonna, he's not gonna have a young quarterback back there like uh, like Love was just comfortable back there. If you can't beat them, blitz them. That's what we we would do. And they would do what they have to do to get the job done. I can see this, a scenario where Denver can get there and they can switch and then, and, re, and then they elevate the defense. The defense get a little better, like in the top five. I can see Zimmer pushing McCartney out, uh, starting Hyman next year being the coordinator, and Zimmer just seeing the whole thing as a head coach. Oh, hey, 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 Amos, Amos, don't put that in the air, brother. Nope. I know the Joneses. I see them. I don't. know how they are. Uh, they don't fix nothing. They duct tape shit together uh, every year. They know that we don't have. They know they don't have. It's been years. They know they didn't have a wide receiver. What they do? Duct tape the situation. They know they didn't have. No you know what? You probably right. They, they just duct tape that shit and go out there. Running back like they did last year. Tony Pollard was not a running back. He was a kick returner playing running back. They stuck his ass out there anyway like he could run how the ball. Get, and how we get from Zimmer to <laughs> Let's go back We're for a second here. Let's go back for a We're second here. Let's go back for a second here. If the case is, if you want to sign Zimmer, and you saying that we can bring in Zimmer, and then the next thing I you know... Well, then don't, don't talk about Zimmer going to be no damn head coach. Well, like C- come on, coordinator. man. I like him as defense coordinator. Oh, Lord, bro. You know that Joneses might not have a problem making that guy head coach (sighs) next year if he come here. But based on that track record. Damn, you just ruined my day. I didn't even. I wasn't even thinking of that. I'm just thinking of you know one year you get Zim in here to run the defense. It don't work out with Mike. Mike gone. Now we bring it. Zimmer as head coach just. Oh, I'm about to throw up, dog. Wade, Wade, Wade Wilson became one. You Wade know how they're re-threaded a minute. No, I'm not like Wade Phillips. Yeah. Look who McCarthy, re-thread. They talking to a re-thread now in uh, Revere. Yeah, they talk to a re-th
Oh gosh, man. Just thinking about that. <laughs> That's who they are. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, maybe a blind squirrel find the acorn eventually and we win the championship. But I mean, but for far how, as far as how they do things, that that goes right around the pattern there. Because you're looking at it right now. You got some guys go to the club, they look for the fat girl. Hey. <laughs> that's the kind they want. <laughs> the big one with the miniskirt on. Yeah. That's all you got oh. for us, Amos? Yes, guy. And oh, and next time, last time me and you talked, we talked about Gallup. And uh, you kind of was talking about, oh, give Gallup a chance. And I think you kind of changed your mind about Gallup a little bit now. So, No. Giving him a chance don't mean I'm in on him. I just said give him a chance. And guess what? He ain't do shit with that chance. <laughs> I'm going to give all these players a chance. Hey, here's your chance, sir. Do something with it. If you he don't, get the hell up out of here. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> sure, you must have called in at the beginning of the season. Damn, Amos, we ain't talking a minute. Yeah, you know what? You know, I work. I got yeah, time. Yeah. To, and then sometimes I got something to say. I don't want to call in. I got a life. You know, some people just hang around. Just, you know, so. Yeah. I hear you, Mr. Amos. I just listen to y'all. Y'all more entertaining than me. Use uh, Vosh and uh, Law. A lot of time I got much to say. But y'all got good things to say. Thank you, brother. But God bless you there, young man. Thank Take you, good care. sir. And, and enjoy the, the, the Zimmerman regime next year. <laughs> <laughs> the Zimmerman. <laughs> the fat girl in the minister. Uh, all right, brother. Appreciate it. Enjoy the Zimmer. Let me just remind y'all. Enjoy the Zimmerman regime, y'all. <laughs> That's how they move, too. 100%. But Mike Zimmer would be, oh, that'd be, I mean, listen, you could, you could probably sell somebody on McCarthy because he won a ring. Zimmer as head coach of 2025, bro. <sighs> Yeesh. Zimmer as a defensive coordinator, though. That makes sense. This is right up the alley. Boy. But hey, that's who y'all want to rebuild. Y'all want that's who y'all want to start a rebuild. The dude who's gonna hire Mike Zimmer as head coach of 2025. <laughs> Jeez. Hey Banks, good morning, man. Good morning, morning. How you doing, brother? You hear me? Yep, got you loud. I'm clear. doing all right. Yeah, oh uh, man, I'm gonna just say, man. I know you said all the ones which I agree with. Uh, the one that you spoke about. I mean, um, you know, all the guys, man. Um, I'm gonna say the ones I'm out on, and that's Ron Rivera and Mike Zimmer, man. I just don't. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of. Uh, just the older coordinators, man, who just kind of been out of it for a minute, especially Ron, man. You know, uh, I know he's a defensive-minded uh, coach, but, uh, you know, when's the last time he's, uh, you know, called the defense and, uh, you know, probably actually coordinated everything and called plays, you know what I mean? So, come on, I, come I, on, I'm Ron? out on Ron. It's yeah, been, Ron. It's been 15 yeah, years, Ron. man. It's been 15 – I, dog, I, I I just don't get it, man. Fifteen. Yeah, not, not saying I'm not, not saying that Ron Rivera. I mean, because he was obviously a head coach, so he's he's familiar with these these rookies. Yeah. He's familiar with these young guys. He's familiar with the league. 
but he hasn't called a defense in 15 years. Yeah, and then, like, how – go ahead. No, it's just, my, it's just crazy to me. that They were like, yep, that's our guy. We're bringing yeah, him in for is. an interview. What? Yeah, and then just, you know, how – you know, I'm quite sure he's had his input and all, but, you know, how much, like, uh, you know, because he – you know, you know, he had his, he's had his health issues, and you know, how much can he do? That's how much time too. can he give? You know what I mean? To you know, implement a system, you know, and just you know, kind of refreshing itself. You know what I mean? And we've seen how it's been with McCarthy. He's been out of it longer than McCarthy. You know, they trying to you know get it together at the beginning when McCarthy became you know the play call again and pretty much like the coordinator, like. You know, just trying to get straight, man. Um, get it straight and get in tune with these young guys, man. I just don't see it. Like, you know, I want somebody just somewhat relatable. I don't. Remi- I don't mind the older guy like Leslie. Nah, Fraser, yeah, I don't mind the older guy. I don't he, even he mind Zimmer. Been out a year. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I take Zimmer over Ron. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, of course, I like Wink as far as the outside guys and. Uh, you know, uh, Belichick's son, and, um, you know, just – but, uh, you know, I just don't want the Cowboys to fumble this, man. <laughs> I just don't want the front office to fumble it. And it, I'm just wondering, like, it scares me that Ron Rivera is your first choice, your first candidate for interview for D.C., you know, as far as outside. You know, um, mm-hmm. if I'm going being comfortable – I'm going Joe Witt. You know what I mean? Just somebody who has, like you said, continuity. See, guy but but that's room. that's Mike. If Mike wants to be comfortable, yeah, Joe Witt. I don't think the Joneses are comfortable yeah. with a first-time defensive coordinator. They haven't hired a first-time defensive coordinator since 2007, and even that guy wasn't really always calling the plays. Wade Phillips was running that defense. So that. The Joneses came yeah. out and said it right. We don't want a head coach with with uh, that's inexperienced. And they've they've basically shown yeah. us unless it's a guy they've handpicked, they don't even want a play caller with inexperience. That, that that's how yeah. that's how they move. Yeah. So they would have to go. They'd have to do something different. And the way they're moving right now, now things can change. It, it looks like they're going to go with a guy that does have that experience. Which nothing is wrong with that. But at least at least let it be yeah. somebody that's been involved in the league lately. Not somebody that hasn't dialed yeah. up defenses in, in 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 over a decade. Yeah, exactly, man. And, and this was and this was worrying me. I'll take Joe Witt over Ron Rivera, if you you know. But um, yeah. you know, I'm just and I'm just I just hate how they kind of you know it just worried me that he's the first choice. He's the first interview. Like I just you know I want him to man just don't not fumble this man. Not fumble this picking your defense coordinator and who it's gonna be and. If you gonna say you going all in, the first name I heard is Ron Rivera. I know they're talking about player from a player standpoint with that, but you know that just don't give me that feel. Your first, you know, if you hire Ron Rivera as your defense coordinator, I'm just not gonna feel comfortable with it. You know, um, and it's gonna really gonna be we're gonna have to see what it does. Yeah. You know what happens, and I'm quite sure that's for anybody, but especially if you hire Ron, you yeah. know. But um, that's all I got. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Appreciate you. You know, if they wanted to be snaky, what they do, and I was just playing around, but I'm dead serious. What they do is they'd hire Steve Belichick. This is what I mean by snaky. 
Jerry's come out for whatever reason. And this, this is why I, he the only owner that I know that does this. Oh, man, yeah. You know, love Bill Belichick. He said, I could definitely see myself working with him. He was adamant about it, too. Lame duck ear for Mike McCarthy. Hire Steve's or Bill's son. Cowboys fell again in 2024. Breaking news. Bill Belichick, head coach. Keep Steve Belichick around. <laughs> Year two in the D. I'm just saying, if they really wanted to be a little snaky, they'd go that way. Wouldn't be the first time. No to Jason Garrick thing. Again, that's the only time these dudes will, will give an unknown and I, as if it's a hand-picked dude. Jason Garrett is their stepchild. That's my hand-picked guy. Never caught offense in his life. You're going to be offensive coordinator. Never became, never was a head coach in his life. You're going to be your head coach. Cool. Let's see what you got. That shit wasn't working out. But they was like, no, we got to see this through because we picked him. Kellen Moore. That's our, that's our next guy. While Jason Garrett was still here, by the way. But the way it ended... What did Jerry come out and say? Ah, we can't do that again. Because wasn't it looking just like Jason Garrett and Wade Phillips? They got their offensive play caller that was about to be the head coach. But Jerry said, all right, look, we need some experience here. So here's what we're going to do. Kellen stays, no matter who the head coach is. But we'll hire an experienced head coach. These fools went out and got a head coach who called plays for a living. That runs a completely different offense. Because Kellen's our guy. Gotta see it through. So what happens? They get the clash. And hey, man. Philosophical differences. I don't run this this air raid, air Coriel, his ass offense. I run a West Coast. Philosophical differences. Kellen, I gotta get out of here. Mike says, yeah, you got to get out of here. Kellen goes. I mean, the track record's there. Unless it's their guy. They want experience. And that's why I believe Ron Rivera stuff is real. Mike Zimmer stuff is real. And I don't believe that these guys, unless... Dan Quentin, I'm sorry, unless Mike McCarthy goes to bat for him, they'll be the guys. If they are, best believe Mike McCarthy persuaded the Joneses, which is going to be tough to do because he's in a one-year prove-it deal. And Jerry and them boys is like, man, I'd rather probably get somebody in here I'm comfortable with that's been calling plays. If you read between the lines, all of this is to say this is dysfunctional as hell. That's all I'm saying. Good morning, DeLunatic. What's up? Dysfunctional as hell. That's been the Joneses run as as far as we know, that's what it is. Dysfunctional oh, they, as hell. They love they they live in chaos. Peace. We don't want peace. We want problems always. They don't want peace. What did uh, Jerry Jones say? Hey, you can uh, say whatever as long as you spell Dallas Cowboys correctly on your headline. 
that's all that he he wanted about. Oh, unfortunately, that's why we as fans are are disappointed. I feel sorry for the younger generation. Anybody younger that has not even seen us in an NFC Championship game. Yeah. You know, so many younger fans are saying, "That's it, I'm out." I said, "Hey, look, I'm, I feel sorry for you." I mean, before before Jerry Heck. Even in the younger years, we were basically every other year we were in the NEC championship game. But now Jerry wants that publicity. And need I remind you, last year, what did Mike McCarthy and the Joneses come up with? Hey, I'm going to fire some of your guys. You're going to let go of some of my guys. That was a compromise. Hopefully another 12-5 and season will give him that extra oomph and say, hey, Jerry, we got, we got an in-house replacement adequate one here. And he's got a hit longer history with me. You know, you got me as, as a lame duck under one year, but he'll still be able to give you those results as you've seen because he was in the staff. But I don't know why. In my, I'm ready to bet again it's going to be Mike Zimmer because the Joneses mm. are going to say I'm comfortable with him. You know, no connection with the Rivera, no connection with Frazier as far as I can tell. And anybody that they don't have a connection with, it seems like, nah, you know, they were once in our past, they were one of our guys, and that's why we went with him. And I, and I think Mike will go ahead and say, hey, sign me for a, sign me up for a one-year deal, and then let's see where, where we're at. Talking about Zim? And that's what's frustrating. You talking about Zim will do that? I think Zim will do that. Yeah, I think so, too. Jones. Zim already came out and said that he is interested in the job. He 100% would. And, and like Amos said, I bet you not only would he be looking at the job for this year, but knowing damn well if it don't work out, hey, you know I got head coaching experience, right? Hey, Jerry, we worked together for years. But throw my hat in, that, in the ring for that there. Put, 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 put me in there. Yeah, that would not shock me at all. I'd hate it like hell, but it wouldn't shock me. And then, of course, the added drama of, hey, you're, you weren't extended by your owner. Now it's a one-year prove-it prove it deal, basically. And then you have your former OC in one division rival, and you got your former DC in the other one. Oh my God, Jerry, is this? You thought last season was was up and down roller coaster. I can just imagine this season. So I hope Big Mike can do it. But it it seems like things are going to be placed, obstacles are going to be placed in front of him by his own ownership. <laughs> And that's going to be one of the first things where we as fans will say, all right, who has the power to make these decisions? Mike, Jerry, or Steven? Because two of those three can, out, can outweigh another one. So it's going to be an interesting interesting days. Hey. But it's, it is. It's, it is. Man, it's just, it is. This is very interesting because there, we, we know, we, you heard what, what Jerry said when I dropped a quote yesterday. You know, I know a lot of, he said, I know a lot of people, you know, criticize us on how we, we are run. We are run differently. It, you would think any other organization, I coach or GM, you pick your coach, your coach picks the staff. That's not how it goes here. So it is going to be very interesting in that room when those three are sitting down and maybe, I don't, I don't know if McClay is going to be in there or not, and they figure out how they want to move forward. I have a feeling what Mike wants to do. I think he wants to keep Witt around, and I have a feeling what the Joneses want to do. They want to get somebody in here that has, has done this before. True, true, Sky. All I know is I'm still subbing you up. I'm still sharing. <laughs> Appreciate it. Because as frustrating as this is, I'm still in this abusive relationship. <laughs> you know, but 
Appreciate it. Guys, thank you very much. Cowboys Nation, keep your keep your head up and let's hope we get through this together. Thank you, Sky. Have a great one. Yeah, you too, brother. I don't want peace. I want problems always. You heard what he said. I don't want peace. I want problems always. One more time. I don't want peace. I want problems always. That's how I feel about this team. Be peaceful. Be peaceful. Prezro said, if they hire Steve, you need somebody to make a Brady Bunch style t-shirt. So I could have put a crazy pick. Y'all, if, if y'all don't know Steve Belichick, just literally Google Steve Belichick. My man is is wild. He, he's got the Joe Dirt feel. He, he, the, the party in the, what is it? Business in the front, party in the back. The mullet. My man is insane. Maybe we could have used a little bit of that, though. Not going to lie to you. Wink insane, too, though. Wink insane, man. And a lot of people say they run through a wall for Wink. Again, I think Wink get, I think Wink get a bad rap from Cowboy fans a little bit because of what we did to him this year. But if you go look at Wink's, go look at his resume, man. You put some talent around Wink, bro. He be doing some things. And he aggressive. Y'all want to talk about not being 10 yards off the ball on third and nine? You ain't doing that with Wink. You want to talk about disguising? You were, I've seen Wink Martindale. And I, I, we might have broke it down here when we was when we were about to play him. This man, is in, he's insane. And it worked. He, against the Lions, he came out and what looked like a single high. For me, I wish I could find a play to, to describe to y'all. And he showed this crazy all-out looking blitz. And I lied to you not, it turned from single high into cover three. And the guy looking like he was about to blitz sprints all the way back. Now you got three high, three low. Confused the hell out of Jared Goff, and he had to run. When the last time you saw, no offense to Dan, because Dan, you know, but he the ops now. So basically, him. But when the last time you saw Dan Quinn do something like that? I saw Dan Quinn on third and nine against the, the, the Green Bay Packers play Duran Bland 15 yards off the ball on a motherfucking tight end. My bad, y'all. I didn't mean to get. Why would you do that? Saw Dan Quinn play J. Ron Curse all season on the roof. J. Ron Curse's hips is about stiff as a left out. Popeye's chicken biscuit. Just stiff. That man was lost back there. But kept doing it. It was just time, man. TP from NC. Good morning, sir. Hey, how's it going, Steel? I ain't had to talk to you in a minute, man. It's been a grip, brother. It's been a grip. Usually I hear from you like before the season and after the season, uh, but it's good to hear from you. Oh, yeah, good to hear from you too, Steel. And look here, man. I'm still um, <laughs> absorbing this pain. I'm still absorbing this pain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But 
it's like this right here with me. If they don't get it together, the front office, they could be in some worse situations coming this next year than this year because I think the fan base has really, really got tired of what's going on. And it wouldn't surprise me if someone be out there in front of AT&T Stadium uh, pro, um, protesting. And if they don't want that, they talk about the brand. It's all about the brand. That's something they don't want in Big D. And I'm I'm just thinking, if they screw this up real bad, the fan base is going to get real, real ugly. And, and, and Dallas and Jerry don't want that that that, that kind of um, – Attention, media attention in Dallas. She um, Brother TP. And, Brother TP. Uh-huh. It ain't the media uh-huh. attention Jerry scared. J- Jerry loves that. You know, now if you was gonna hit me with the the bottom the bottom line, that, that's something I always hear fans bring up. You gotta hit Jerry where it hurts the bottom line, right? Everybody say bottom line, bottom line. Then then I I, I hear you. But attention? Jerry ain't, ain't running away from attention. You heard what he said. If they're talking about us, we're doing our job. I heard you, but but that that negative that negative energy from the fan base. <laughs> brother, I'm talking about protesting on nationwide on TV. Brother, we we've been carrying around this negative energy for at least 20 years. I'll get look. I, I know it's been okay. 28, but I, but I, I'll give the hey yeah. we went through the you know the Campo years, the, the post Aikman or whatever. But we've been going through this thing for at least two decades. So yeah. yeah. Well, I'm talking about like New Orleans when the fans used to wear bags over their heads and stuff. Oh God! Oh my hey, God! Hey, yo, know, and here's a, here's a problem. You know, Dallas ain't gonna suck enough unless there's there's you know really bad injuries that happen. They're gonna they're gonna be a playoff caliber team, I think, regardless. And that's just that's, but, uh, that's good it, enough for Jerry. Well, I, I, with all that though, still, I would rather have um, Zimmer or sure. either um, with maybe Babel. What's name, Vrabel? Yeah, Vrabel. I know I'm dismissing Vrabel. It's it's not because I don't I wouldn't like Vrabel. I, I think Vrabel would be a fine candidate here to come come be a defense coordinator. And then he also has that obviously head coaching experience. And if something goes wrong, boom, he 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 can be a front runner to be a head coach if they want to go that route. And Jerry, no, we know Jerry wants to go that route of experienced head coaches, unless they hand, he handpicks them. So yeah, Vrabel's not and, a bad. And, and, and I, right, and I said him and Zimmer both. They're not going to sit up there and, and be playing without a linebacker, a good down, thumping downhill, thumping linebacker like we did. Oh, yeah. And I'm with you on Curse. Curse looked like my grandma. She, he, she could have outran him. And, and, and it, his time is done. And I, I just think I like Quinn. I like where he started. He, he you know, he, he got us up. But it, it, it's just that he, he, he's just, to me, it's just like he reached his limit, his ceiling. People talk about Dak reached his ceiling. I just think Quinn reached his. And and I don't think Zimmer, Zimmer gonna be in your face. He's gonna be up on you. He's gonna be hitting you. He's gonna be thumping. Oh yes, yeah. Zimmer is not gonna be buddy buddy for you, right? He's he's the old school approach. No. Um, when when things yeah. went south down there in Minnesota, from a head coach standpoint, a lot of the players were out on Zim not because of you know of how he ran the defense. It's because he was the head coach and it was how he was with the players. He. He he wasn't buddy right. buddy. You know, right. everybody says everything about Dan, they love Dan Quinn mostly because of how he treats the players in the sense of, hey, this is our guy. Right. You know, off the field we can discuss this and that. Amazing, you know, energy, right. yada yada yada. Zim is like, hey, do your damn job. 
Yeah, <laughs> do, do your damn job. I don't give a damn about none of that <laughs> other that stuff. Do your job. And I think Joe Witt's the same way, TP. I think he is. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. And everybody talk about this motion and stuff that San Francisco does. But the thing that was yours, you got to understand, San Francisco got some good linebackers that they go downhill and they go side to side. And, and, yeah. and, and, and I'm telling you, you know, that's what we were missing. We were missing oh, yeah. that. Zim, Zim is going to emphasize backers for sure because it's, they are a key part in his scheme. Uh, huge. Yeah. If you guys remember playing Zim a whole lot, y'all remember mugging the A-gaps, whether you whether he was in, you know, Minnesota, Cincinnati, if you guys remember back when he was here, prior to switching to 3-4, Zim comes from that. I don't want to say it comes from Jim Johnson, but I always bring up Jim because Jim was huge on mugging the A-gaps and confusing, you know, quarterbacks at the line of scrimmage. And that's something I think he'd do here a whole lot. And he'd emphasize – and you need to have yeah. good linebackers to do that. I, I don't think he would he would ignore that position. Exactly, exactly. And, everybody, and, and I understand San Francisco do a lot of motion, but but I think Zimmer would have that defense prepared. He, he would have it prepared for all that stuff in this – and, and like I said, we, we we was out there like lamed up. You got Marquise Bell playing linebacker. Man, come on, man. Come on. Come on, dog. <laughs> we talking about the playoffs, too, baby. <laughs> we got to have a fucking linebacker, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got to have a good D tackle. We got to have a good D tackle. Now, Marquise, I give him a, I give him a pass because you know his first year, but I'm but you got to have a good experience D tackle. You know, go on to go with Hankins and all them cats. Man, mm. we just. Our defense gave up forty some freaking points. Come on, dude. Come on, really? Only, only defense, <laughs> only defense in the entire playoffs to get worked like that. I think it was some. It was like historic yeah. too in regards to six yeah, touchdowns yeah, and and yeah. in, in, uh, in six touchdowns in the first seven possessions. But every other defense, you know, even when they, you know, things were going south, either they held up afterwards or they started out hot and then then it just it didn't work out. But no other defense, it was just repeated every single possession. They weren't just getting points. They were scoring touchdowns. It exactly. was exactly. unbelievable to watch. Exactly. exactly. And I don't believe Zimmer. If we had Zimmer in here doing this doing this, this uh, run we had, I honestly believe we would have we we won that game. I honestly believe we would have won that game. I just do. Well, I, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't, I, know what I don't know. I don't know. I would have to see how, you know, how Zim did throughout the year against those types, but um, we might find out. We might find out, TP. But but in closing, yeah, brother. And, 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 yep, and this is my, this is my last, thing, last point. I'm saying. Everybody talk about age difference and stuff like that. But look at Andy Reid. He's still rolling, right? That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, Andy, one of them ones, man. Appreciate you, TP. Yeah. All right. All right, Skill. Good to talk to you, man. Yeah, uh, Andy, one of them ones. You know? And he always been. I always had a, a deep, deep respect for Andy Reid. Before I, when I, when I was, when I had like I don't know, fifty subscribers on this channel. It wasn't even this channel. It was actually a totally different channel. A lot of y'all don't know this. Is my second channel. Um, they went to the Super Bowl with the Chiefs, and I did one of my very first live streams. Actually, I, I wish I could find that. Love that setup. I was talking about how Andy Reid. I thought was a Hall of Fame head coach. He just needed to get. The ring. And once it got the ring, I thought first ballot. His resume was there. He was always able to adapt with the league. Uh, was always able to, in a sense, be a player's coach. 
but also hold these guys accountable. Also not be afraid to move around. Not be afraid. He, if you go look at his tree, he has a nice tree as well. Uh, I just think Reed's like that, man. 100%. No matter, and we talk about quarterback gurus. I mean, I always bring up what he used to do in Philly, being able to flip all these damn Kevin Cobbs and, and, and whatnots into, into picks. Bro, we flipped Kevin Cobb into like a second or third round pick. Got the best out of Jeff Garcia on his way out. Was able to flip Donovan McNabb. Revitalized Mike Vick's career. You know? They fire him because everything comes to an end. He goes to, to, to uh, the Chiefs. Give me Alex Smith. Washed up first round pick that flamed out in San Fran. He had a good run at the end. With uh, what's the name, but not turn him into a Pro Bowl quarterback. Not 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 an elite quarterback. Not one of the best, but good enough to get to the playoffs. Brett Veach comes to, and this is why it's, you know, Brett Veach, general manager, comes to Andy, and I don't even know if he was general manager at the time, but he used to work with Andy in Philly. And said, "Hey, Andy, there's this kid, this freshman named Patrick Mahomes." It's the best one I've ever seen. And he said, keep tabs on. Pat does great things at Texas Tech. A lot of people say, oh, this guy's crazy. He's wild. He ain't make all these, but he's crazy. They already have been keeping tabs on, bro. You see Andy's resume and you see Pat's skills. Tyree Kill and Kelsey and you know, all these. Trade up. Bow. Patrick Mahomes. Now look, Andy's like that, man. Three three six, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you doing this morning? Good, doing pretty good. Um, I just had a. We're talking about the defensive coordinator. Um, I would like to have. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but um. I'm sure everybody's on board if, you, if you're staying in the house, Joe Witt Jr., but I'm reading articles that saying that Dan's going to try to take him to Washington. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, um, I, I think Dan has offered him the position. The reason why I don't think it's complete official yet, because this is me, my opinions, I haven't talked nobody down there. I think uh, McCarthy, and if you listen to Pat, who is inside the building, McCarthy wants to keep Witt around. I think McCarthy wants Witt to take over at defensive coordinator, but I don't know that the Joneses do. Well, I guess we'll see on that. But if we had an outside um, coordinator, I, I would like uh, either Shane Bowen or uh, <clears throat> Brandon Staley even. I know he was a terrible head coach, but I like the young guys, man. I like – if you look at, like, all the offensive coaches and stuff, um, I could see one of them maybe not quite as good, but being like a Mike McDonald because – you know, he's had the most success against, like, LaFleur and McDaniel and um, Shanahan, all the young, great offensive minds. And so I'm thinking somebody like that, Shane Bowen from Tennessee, he was Mike Prable's coordinator there, and um, Brandon Staley was a good coordinator before he got the head coaching job. Yeah. What Stay- do you think? I don't, I'm not sure on Staley, man. Like, I, I get it. He's, he's, he's the young one. He's kind of the – you know, analytical guy. He's the, the he does have one of bright minds. Kind of uh, maybe 
and I don't know how accurate this is, feels very Kellen Moore-ish as a coordinator, right? Young guy, the mm-hmm. brightest. Before he became head coach, Kellen has to become a head coach. And he really only had one year being a DC and with the Rams, but he, he understands the new age of the league or whatnot. But it's just, boy, that the way he he flamed out, not even just flamed out, the way his defenses were, period, with the Chargers, bro. Like yeah. his three years in, in with the he was ahead, to, he was the guy running the defense. It just did not look great. Yeah. So it's like I get Staley's name. And maybe he will be better as a defensive coordinator. I, I don't know because he doesn't have a long enough resume for me to go back on. He's got one year and they won the Super Bowl. I'll give him that credit. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl that year. They had a good defense, but I can't front. I'm I'm, I'm not sure how to feel about that, bro. I just I, I just think the young guys because all the all the better like offensive minded you know Ben Johnson, Bobby Sloan, all these young yeah they're young innovative I, guys. I get it. Yeah, I think you need a defensive coordinator that, you know, maybe some of the older guys are just not to knock on them, but they came up in a different time and they're just not as creative and smart. And I guess, like you said, I mean, what, Wink Martindale would be. A, I was about a, to say, what's considered one? old? Because look, y'all like, like Leslie Frazier had the number one and number two defenses per DVOA just in 2022 and 2021. Then he took a year off. He's older, right? Wink Martindale, yeah. you know, he he's a highly respected defense coordinator around the league. I, I think he's in his 50s, but, you know, he hasn't been coaching for like 60 years or nothing like that. Uh, he, he had one of the best de- run defenses in Baltimore, got hired by New Baltimore. York and turned their defense around, and they went to the playoffs, you know, with Daniel Jones, you know, before, yeah. you know, they, they, they lost a couple of their players. So, you know, yeah, these guys are older, but, these guys have resumes that I can lean back on, and they've they've been recently in the league. Where when I look at Rivera, he, he just hasn't called plays in a while, and I, I, yeah. I that's why I'm out. When I look at Zim, he hasn't you know he's been removed for a few years. But if I'm going to go between the two, I'd go Zim. So I'm not I'm not out on older coaches, but yeah. Let me let me look at the let me look at the resume right. Let me look at the okay how how have they been because mm-hmm. you could say well who's an older coach. That's not doing like like Lovey Smith. Like, would anybody be excited about Lovey? Although Lovey did some decent things and wherever he's been, but yeah. but but Lovey, you know, Rod Marinelli, perfect example. You want Rod Marinelli? You you yeah. you want Monty Kiffin? You want Rob Ryan? I know Rex Ryan is a coordinator that's getting thrown out there. These yeah. are guys like man, they ain't been doing nothing for a while in regards to calling plays nah. and being defensive coordinators. I'd be out on yeah, those I w- guys. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Frazier or Martindale either, but. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of akin to the younger guys because that's I where the it. offenses are going. Yeah, I wanted the younger guy, bro. I wanted Denard Wilson. Yeah, I would have took him too. Uh, yeah, he's I another Denard Wilson, bro. Um, but uh, I, I'm a, I don't want to hold you up because I, I know other people nice are calling. I'm gonna let you go, but uh, but I did want to tell you one other thing before I got off. Um, I'm hope I'm really hoping, and I know you like him a lot. I'm really hoping that the Cowboys can draft Peyton Wilson because. Uh, I grew up in Mebane, North Carolina. It's like 10 minutes from his hometown of Hillsboro, North Carolina. And so I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, same, man. I would man. love to see him on the Cowboys. Same, man. I, I love his game. I think he can be uh, he can be the quarterback of the defense, and not just in the sense of the way LBE was, but like he, he really is a linebacker, linebacker, extremely versatile kid. Uh, I would I would 100% be jumping for joy if the Cowboys landed him. Oh yeah, <clears throat> but anyway, 
I'll let you uh, talk about it, and uh, I don't want to take up too much time. I appreciate the call. Right. No, I appreciate you calling in. Good stuff. Yeah, the only thing on 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 Wilson is obviously the medicals. When I say medicals, not not right now. A dude ain't hurt, but two years ago he he was dealing with injuries or whatnot, and people probably be shied away. And obviously, as Cowboy fans. <laughs> That that is a scar, you know. So I, I get I get everybody's frust- or not frustrations, but concerns. But man, I, I think the kid is really damn good. There's a lot of linebackers in this draft that Dallas should be in on, but not just the draft. I do think they need to go out there and free agency as well and, and, and add a guy or two. And that was a good one today. I, I knew it would be. Still feels very. It still feels like an uncertain time, though, because there's so many different directions the Cowboys can go here. And we're hearing obviously Rivera coming in now. Zimmer names pops up. We know about Al and Witt, and what are they going to do? They're a dark horse, and all these other outside candidates. It is a weird time right now because I don't think personally Dallas had a backup plan here. And honestly, they like I feel like smart organizations would have been grooming a guy. I go look at Baltimore. Zach Orr, which is I wrote a tweet yesterday. I remember, I and mean, then I remember a lot of these players, but I feel like I remember Zach Orr just playing. Like the same thing with D'Amico Ryan's. With D'Amico, when I oh D'Amico Ryan's a uh defensive coordinator for for San Fran, and boom, now he's a head coach. I think he might have been in Philly as a player slash coach. I was like, damn, I remember D'Amico just playing. And now Zach Orr is the defensive coordinator for Baltimore. He worked his way up through Baltimore as a coach. I don't get how you saw Dan Quinn get interviews the last two years. So you know, hey, it's very likely Dan Quinn's up out of here soon. We should be prepping the next guy. And I I, I think they could have been with one of these two. But it feels like there, there could potentially be a tug of war on what the coach wants and, I, and, and what the front office wants. You know what I'm saying? Zach Orr, defensive coordinator. Bro, I swear he was just playing. Now, I know he dealt with some injuries. But, man. Y'all can save the old jokes. All right? Y'all can go ahead and save them. I put that on Twitter. Hey, uh, I guess this means I'm getting old, brother L. Just getting old, uh, Mo. Just now, like, yeah, yeah, just now. God damn it. Um, let's get to these super chats. Uh, Roe Hit says, "Give me Ron." Yeah, I would. Super chat. I would not like that. I mean, if he got hired, obviously I'll get behind Ron Rivera. But my goodness. Hiring a guy who hasn't called plays in 15 freaking years, who hasn't even really run the defense in 15 years. Well, what are we? That's so Jerry Jones. All these other candidates out there that are more qualified, in my opinion. And we're going to roll around Rivera, man. I'm going to get behind you, Ron. Let's go, Ron. But, yeah, hey. What are we doing? Uh, we them boys. Super chat. He wants wink. Grant dropped two. 
I love how we be talking about defense and coordinators and coaches, and you'll get a random Slim was doing that too, a random uh, offensive player or something dropped in the chat. Super chat. Grant dropped one that said, first pick Jackson Powers Johnson." Say no to Ron Zimmer. Would we, would we be better in three four? I take. Th- I mean, look, look. If you go look at these guys, not these guys, not that guy, these guys. The only one who doesn't have. I mean, Albrick has done some three four things, but he, he's mostly four three. Uh, Belichick and Wink Martindale are three, four guys. Leslie Frazier has been mostly four, three. I personally have always had a love for the three, four defense. But again, you know, one of my favorite defensive coordinators, coordinators growing up, Dick LeBeau. But I'm not opposed to a good four, three defense either. Now, now the thing is when we throw out these terms, three, four, four, three, three, four, four, three. In reality, you're playing nickel defense more than anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're you're hardly in base, and, and to keep it a being, your base is nickel. So, you know, my guy John only made an, an, a very excellent point about this. It's not necessarily about 3-4-4-3, three, four, four, three, because I asked this question a while ago. How many teams are even building it like that anymore? Remember I asked, I said, you know, back in the day, you know, early 2000s, 90s or whatnot, yeah, that was the, that was the base. So you had to go get six foot five, three hundred and five pound, five tech. Your nose tackle had to look like Haloti Nada. Your inside linebackers was six three, two fifty. The outside linebackers can rush the pass or stand up, drop sometimes. Three four. Dodge three four. Four three. You had a left defense end, stop the run, pass rusher, right defense end, because it's the blind side. Now both of these guys can do that. Got a three tech, got a one tech. Now the league has shifted towards more of a throwing league, and base for everybody is nickel. But what J.O. said was it's about matching personnel, and the Cowboys were horrid at that. Dan Quinn did not match personnel well. He constantly came out in this ridiculous big nickel dime package against teams running big personnel. And what happened more often than not? We got ran on. So while, yes, 3-4-4-3, it sounds good. At the end of the day, though, it really truly is though about matching the personnel. So if they come out in 12 and 13, you know, or, or 21, you got to come out big. You can't come out saying, Jordan Lewis, I need you to seal the edge here. J-Ron Curse with his biscuit hips. I need you to fire downhill. If y'all go watch the film, man, at the end of the year, J-Ron didn't want no smoke. Bro. And I think maybe because he was hurt, which makes sense. Everybody banged up. But which makes sense because you're asking this dude who's not a linebacker to do a lot of these linebacker things constantly. J. Ron ain't want to smoke, man. He, he look, you can put it on Twitter and he, he gonna at me and say all this and all that, brother. It's it's right there. 
is is right there. Biscuit hips, bro. What my man say? Tell me when I'm telling lies. I'm just saying. Telling Jay Lou to cover the tight end. Yeah, yeah. Got a tight end stopper. You said five foot ten Jay Lou. You go cover six foot six. Dan. That's why I say, man, if you're if you were here or if you were following some people in the community, we weren't just calling out Dan after the Green Bay game. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. We were not doing that. Uh, we need Fowler. I, I bet Fowler going. I bet Dan on the phone right now with Fowler. And J-Ron, probably. And some people, yeah, I've heard this too. Uh, we don't have the personnel and things like that. Again, because of the new age of football, I don't necessarily fully agree. I don't think it's built like the traditional 3-4. I will give you that. But I do think you could have you could you could match personnel. Dallas did it this year. Shouts out to Koya for showing it. Dallas did match personnel this year. Um, you 100 could have did it. Now, do you have the depth to hold up all year in doing that? Maybe, maybe not. But but if you were to traditionally want to turn completely into a three four, like I said, traditionally, I do think you would have to. Not just grab the personnel. That's the thing, right? But you would have to coach that. You'd have to game plan. All, all that stuff. That, that's that's off-season stuff. In my opinion. That's off-season stuff. Because that's not your DNA. Unless you go into the bio, we can say, we're going to flip the script and let's see how this works out. And you would have had to just go in there and say, hey, trial by error. Let's figure it out. But it's tricky nowadays. Because I think Chauncey is definitely a five-tech type. D-Law be five tech you got big hank and mozzie those are supposed to be your guys on the inside micah can stand up fowler stand up he's done it throughout his career he did it in, in atlanta he did it in in with the rams so he can stand up 100 sam could do some of those things but the problem is you don't got the, the linebacker depth you could argue you don't even have the the, the d tackle depth because you also could say well maybe not d law and chauncey maybe it's d law and osa osa can can definitely do five tech things. So yes, you would have to add personnel, but I do think you could have ran it out there and 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 did that in base when they got big. The Cowboys just didn't do it consistently. Uh, they ran this dumbass nickel. Where does Overshone fit in the defense next year? Loved him at Texas. Hook him. Will I think I talked about this on uh, with somebody? I think he'd be a fantastic Will linebacker. Or as we called him, the weapon of mass destruction. Who got weapons of mass destruction? I think Overshown can, can, can be the WMD. Here's the problem, the ACL injury. So that's my only thing. Like he, he Temporal expectations. I don't know that, that Overshown is going to be able to come back and be that guy right away. But no matter what type of defense you run, I think he can be your will type of linebacker for sure. Osa can do DE in 3-4. I agree. Hank. Yeah, Hank and Mozzie no tackle. I agree. 
Osa D Law. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you 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 definitely have the personnel to run it out there. We did it. You know, you technically did it. Um, but if you were to to completely switch, you may yeah maybe you make some adjustments personnel wise. You add guys into it. Fresh Rose says Overshone's a will, but I'm not going into the season with my hopes for him as a starter. Uh, we've seen our players take the bounce back. If he does surprise, great, but don't plan on it. I agree. Um, one of the things me and Vach have been saying uh, since last year, some players you have to go in, or some positions you have to go into the draft a little bit as if they don't exist. We were saying that about uh, Gallup was last year before or two years ago, whenever it was before you took well, it was last year because it was rookie year for Tobert. You got to, hey, he doesn't exist. I know he got the bag, but we can't we can't count on Gallup, right? And, and we saw what happened. Um, as much as I love John Stevens Jr.'s potential, I, I don't, I, he doesn't exist until he gets out there. ACL, Overshone. It's tougher to say with Overshone, right? Because we ain't got no linebackers. <laughs> so we can't really completely ignore Overshone, but you can't stop yourself from addressing the, the position multiple times over, whether it be in free agency or the draft. Oh, well, we got Overshone. No big deal. Nah, Overshone don't exist. Go sign you some backers, go draft you some backers. Overshone you a third round pick, you know, borderline premium. Some will say yes, but if Overshone is part of a rotation next year, then that's fine as a third round pick. If he just career rotation guy, cool, but he's not a first or second round pick where politics should play, in my opinion. You say, hey, Overshone, free agent, guy we drafted, break the pool stick, compete. We can't count on Overshone. Can't do it. Overshone inside 3-4 at the will. There's technically a will in the 3-4 twos. Yeah, I, keep him clean. Let him run it, run the hit. 100% would love it. Overshone, same size as Curse, WMD. What does WMD? You want me to run it back? <laughs> so when we did this whole breakdown, I'm not sure if you were here. Overshone in college was lined up in all three levels throughout his college career. He came in as a safety, bulked up to two, was it 229, 230, and moved to linebacker. And as he was moved to linebacker, he did that for two years. He also won on the line of scrimmage. So when I think of weapon of mass destruction, I'm thinking of a guy that could he play the J. Ron Curse role at some point? Could he stay as a linebacker, as a will backer? Because he's shown he could play some linebacker. He did it at an amazing job in Texas. Could he be a guy that you can rush too? Because we saw him do some rush things. So that's where the weapon of mass destruction uh, comes in at. It's because of how versatile it is. You can utilize him as a weapon. Because we didn't know. M mind you, this was when I when I did this. This was in April. We, we just didn't know what, what they were going to put him at. Uh, we didn't know if he was going to be primarily a backer. Is he going to be a guy that they moved to say? We didn't know. Come to find out, he's your linebacker. Uh, he's a little bit bigger than Curse. Curse is taller. Curse is 215. Uh, Overshowing, at least at the combine, me measured in at 229. Um probably lost some of that weight but i'd imagine i don't think it'd be a problem to get him right back to two to 230 i think he's probably roughly around 220 but i think he can get right back to 230 so he's bigger not taller but bigger and more importantly than bigger he plays like a linebacker j ron curse does not i'm not sure willie see if you've watched his his tape 
if you go watch Overshone, even with the Cowboys, I mean, I think I might got a few of these plays. Let me let me pull it up. Uh, let me see here. No, nah, that's not the one we're looking for. That's Brooks. Is this it right here? Yeah, 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 yeah. He he plays more like a linebacker than than J. Ron to me. And this is just here. But even if you go look at his Texas tape, but the problem is he still needs to get bigger. He's stringy, right? Like even if he is two twenty five, two thirty, he's very stringy. But this ain't no damn J. Ron curse mentality. This guy will get downhill in a hurry. He's like a heat seeking missile. Uh, the problem is just like a lot of our guys. He's he's a guy that if a linebacker gets or a lineman had got on him this year, it, he would he would have to either use finesse or beat him to the punch with his speed and quickness. Um, I think the upside with Overshone is is, is greater is greater than Jaron Curse. Yeah, he, yeah, he got to put on some muscle. He's stringy, he's string bean, but he's one hundred percent a better. He'd be a better linebacker than whatever the hell he was doing with J-Ron. I, I, they was putting J-Ron at middle backer, man. What are we doing? Who's responsible for personnel? Uh, it's a. It all depends. We talking about draft board. That's mostly the scouts and Will McClay. Pro player personnel. That's mostly Stephen Jones. He's the the president of pro player personnel. Vice president is Will. Steven will go to Will. Hey, this is the type of guys we're looking for in this range. Will will say, these are the type of guys I found in that range. And that's how you get. I saw my my free agent list circulating again from years ago. That's how you get who you got. The J-Rons, the Maliks, the Cedric Thorntons. The, it was a cat from uh, Tampa, went to, to the Panthers, Gerald McCoy, Ontario Poe. That's how you get all these guys. What's a hype guy? We we don't we we know nothing about Overshone except for what we saw and what's the name. I just don't think you like anybody saying anything good about players that you may disagree with, Willie T. We, you can't. We literally sit here talking about you can't hype up anything with Overshone. It's is you have to temper your expectations because he's on an ACL injury. We have no idea what he's going to be. We just talked about you can't even pretend he's here. Oh, strange bunch, man. I like Colston, Ford, Leofau. Your guy yesterday in the in, in the um the UCLA kid, Professor, how'd he finish? No, he started off with a bang. Those are the types we need. Guys that get downhill. One more refresh here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Darius cat. How did he finish? I know, he, like I said, I know he started out with a bang, but how did he finish? I didn't watch the game. There you go, Willie T. So your emotions, I got it. You're not happy about it, so it makes sense. With that said, we up out of here, man. Good Friday show. I knew it would be. Appreciate Pat for coming through. If y'all missed it, we will be clipping it up. We'll be dropping it. Make sure y'all run that back. Um... Tomorrow's a senior bowl. I, I, I won't be live. I'm going to hit up Vach. I wonder if he'll be live doing it. Monday, we will probably be covering senior bowl standouts, likely with Foots. 
We'll see about that. I got a busy weekend, so I ain't going to be able to record it. I'm going to see if Foots will be available. If not, uh, see if somebody else is available. We can talk about it with. Then we're going to get right back into our hindsight, man. We're going to get right back into reviewing some of this 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 team. And we're back. We're on defense now. So we talked about some of these uh, defense linemen and safeties and corners. We'll, we'll get to all of those next week, and that'll wrap up our hindsight series. And then, believe it or not, man, we got to move on to free agency. Free agency, the, the new league year starts in uh, six weeks, and we'll be building that up, man. We'll be building that up, y'all. I know y'all got some names, and we'll be we'll be talking about all of because we're gonna need the help. If we all in, I might do it differently this year. I usually do cat boy criteria. Last year I did cat boy criteria, then I did wildcat and Jerry. Maybe we'll bring the wildcat and Jerry back. Maybe we'll call it the all in Jerry, and we'll have some fun with it that way. But we know who it really is running this free agency. With that said, man, let me press this button. Appreciate that, Willie T. Show out of the Hattie Bees. You know it's a Hattie Bees day when I got the hoodie. I'd like to think we got a shut the cluck up morning show when it comes to the Cowboys. I'd put it up there when anybody's out there, 100%. Appreciate the support. Y'all enjoy y'all weekend. Love y'all. Be out of here. Peace.